0: Welcome to the This Week I Learned in Data podcast, a proud part of the Data as a Product Podcast Network. Want to learn from multiple experts in the data and analytics space? In this podcast, we'll have them sum up their incremental learnings for you each week into digestible chunks. There's so much content and noise. What is standing out to those leading the data and analytics vendors we all know and sometimes love? What about from the leaders of those data and analytics teams that are pushing boundaries? And what about that from the people putting together your favorite data and analytics newsletters or, or writing that content? Every week, we'll put together content from multiple experts across the data and analytics landscape. I'll share with you in bite-sized segments what they are seeing, not what they're consuming, what they're reading, what they're watching what are they seeing? You can tap directly into the most interesting trends from those out on the forefront. From founders and execs of leading data companies to data engineering leaders building the, the platforms of tomorrow, from VCs watching emerging trends so they can invest in the next big things, to CTOs, CIOs, CDOs, CAOs, to the leaders of teams, in engineering, analytics, ML, and BI. This podcast is here to provide you with what is incremental in the space. Stay tuned in for more T-Will and Data podcast. <music> this episode is meant to be simply a teaser so you can get a sense of what episodes might be like. As the founder of the Data Mesh Learning Community, I've been keeping my ear to the ground on many topics across data and analytics. So I'll give you a brief example of what someone might lay out around trends that they're seeing. The first one is seeing the first major waves of data-centric application development. So I'm starting to hear repeatedly that shifting data ownership left to the domains, especially in non-digital native companies, is very much easier said than done. It's a real struggle for a lot of companies. No matter how much responsibility the domains are taking on as well, applications are just not generally designed with data use in mind, especially when you think about what they were designed for at the very beginning. What is the core of that application design? It is the interaction with the user or um, whatever the customer is of that application. So there are more and more people that are starting to feel this pain showing in different ways, but I'm seeing it acutely enough that the idea of data-centric application development and design, applications built with data production and use at the heart of their design is really starting to bubble up in multiple places. I'm seeing it probably once or twice a week from all sorts of different places. The second trend that I'll talk about is data as a product. Not related to the data mesh definition, but we're starting to see a lot of people, you know, Eric Weber at Yelp being one of the the leading ones, but a lot of others as well talk not just about managing your data teams like product teams. That's something that's kind of been around for uh, at least a year or so that people have really been pushing moving away from responding to requests and instead pairing with your domains to create a more proactive relationship with data and analytics. But the data as a product concept, we're starting to see people talking about managing your overall data creation and analysis being treated like a product. So instead of having a bunch of, of different tables or things that you start to collapse that into one singular product and that you think about feature development and versioning and and things like that, that it's not just the concept of like an API relative to your data, but what are your actual consumers, your customers needing and using and how, how do we kind of move towards that? It's a much deeper topic. If you want to learn more about that, we'll have another a podcast on the network called WTF is Data as a Product. <laughs> so feel free to check that out as well. That will be coming in Q1 of 2022. Third trend is data sprawl, or you can kind of think of this as some artifacts of one off data analysis spread across your data landscape that's just kind of abandoned there. Um, you know, think about abandoned dashboards, random Tableau looker reports used to answer a single question, but it's still there. The person didn't necessarily clean it up. So new people trying to answer similar questions or even the same question, they're coming across this and saying, is this trustable? Is this usable? And it's causing real issues because consumers aren't sure what of this data can they trust and what can't they. So it's almost as much work to figure out, can they use this as to generate a new uh, data artifact which then, again, gets abandoned and (laughs) creates more sprawl. So part of what I really like about data mesh is that instead of having maybe like 30 tables around kind of a general topic within a domain that are all first-class concerns with kind of nebulous ownership, you would collapse that into a single data product with one owner. You're not having the same kind of surface area around data sprawl it's a a much deeper concept that i'll be digging into in data mesh radio as well but i'm really interested to see how other people are going to be handling data sprawl if they're not going with something like a data mesh approach or treating their their data as a product in and of itself the fourth one is something that's a little bit more insidious i would say that i'm seeing a lot of and that's a rising sentiment of the data and analytics literate folks kind of taking over. For the last couple of years, we've had a lot of rhetoric around data literacy and raising the skills of the general organization so everybody can use data, but I'm starting to see in the last couple of months uh, a growing trend of highly data literate folks talking about how every key decision maker, especially even the exec team, should have an analytics background rather than an analytics capability. I would be pushing back on this for a few reasons. I have have three specifically. First is data engineering, data analytics isn't known to be the most diverse or DEI forward industry. So we've made some progress around DEI in the boardroom and at the exact level. Let's not push back there and, and create additional bars that people from minoritized groups have to jump over to be considered for being an exec. The second is if execs are the current execs, the current people that are in those places, are thinking that people from data and analytics backgrounds are coming for their jobs, that could create a backlash where they try and block those same people from having a seat at the table. So you wouldn't even have somebody who has high-level, C-level, exec-level experience from that data and analytics background because people are pushing back to try and keep those people away. Again, it's it's a little bit of an insidious game that, that is sometimes played. Don't love it, but I think it's a real reality. Lastly, it probably leads to far less domain knowledge if we try to put the bar so high on experience with data and analytics. If we if we're saying that somebody that's leading sales has to have a strong data and analytics background and you're not selling data and analytics tooling, uh, I don't see that as, as being as helpful as somebody who has a strong background in sales or marketing or HR or finance. So we need to be looking how to pair the data and analytics folks with those execs to get them data literate. So they are using data to inform a much higher percent percent of their decisions, you know, infusing data into every important decision they can. But if we're trying to say that that every single exec should have a data and analytics background, I'd say that's um, not going to be a positive trend for the data and analytics space over the mid to long term. Stay tuned in for more T Will and Data Podcast. <laughs> As I said, this was much more of a trailer teaser type episode. So hopefully you get a sense of what this could be and what I'm going to be shooting for with this podcast in 2022. I I really want the This Week I Learned in Data podcast to be a place for people to learn about what what these kind of leaders and, and people on the forefront of data are seeing and thinking. Um, If you want to get involved as one of the experts, please do reach out. There's going to be info in the show notes. In general, we'll ask experts to submit a segment every three to four weeks at the least, you know, not looking for somebody submitting on a weekly basis. So if you want to participate, this could be something where um, it doesn't have to feel like it's a, a job or anything like that. We want this to be fun and rewarding for people that are sharing what they're learning. Um, And I do want to say very specifically, representation matters. I'm specifically inviting those from minoritized groups in tech to reach out. This is a podcast that values you and your perspectives. So with that, hopefully this gives you a good sense of what this podcast could be like and where it might go going forward. So if you've got questions, my contact info is in the show notes. I hope this is honestly the last time you hear from me sharing my perspective and that it's uh, a lot of diverse and awesome experts sharing what they're seeing with you. This has been an episode of the This Week I Learned in Data podcast, part of the Data as a Product podcast network. If you enjoyed today's episode and learned something, please like and subscribe and let others know about the podcast.